Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this How to and Identity episode, we will look at the conditions that will influence your level of faith for maximum fruitfulness. We will help you to understand how spiritual faith works using the metaphor of God's Word as seeds and farming. Isaiah 55.10 says, For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth, making it bear and sprout, and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless, or without result, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Here God is likening the word, which encompasses his nature, character, and will, to a seed. Seeds have the full capability to grow into what God has designed them to become. I have linked a short film below called Seckless Seeds. This film, made by the Billy Graham Association, is set in World War II, Nazi Germany where a scientist is challenged to destroy what appears to be an indestructible seed. The seed in this film represents the transformational living Word of God. Luke 8, 14-15, Jesus is sharing the full parable of the sower, and in it he addresses four types of soil. Luke eight eleven says, Now the meaning of the parable is this. The seed is the word of God concerning eternal salvation. This clip references a time when evil people are trying to annihilate God's chosen people by killing their faith and killing their bodies. Did you know that the devil is not omnipotent? He doesn't know when Jesus will return any more than we do, so he needs to raise up antichrists in every generation to be ready for the final battle. I believe that Hitler was one of those being prepared for the job. The enemy will always try to extinguish the word by using evil people. But the word of God can't be destroyed. It lives on and on, generation to generation, even beyond this present world and age. If you watch the clip, you'll notice there was an overall lack of joy the scientist had in his life at the job beginning in the film. The scientist's assignment was to destroy the seed, but it had baffling and even sometimes amusing resiliency. He discovered that even a small amount of water activated the seed, and it began to grow and produce fruit in supernatural effectiveness. His bosses took the project away from him when they realized that he had failed to kill the seed. But a small seed remained, and he took it back home and let it grow freely. The seed quickly bore fruit, and the scientists began to share the fruit with all types of people. This gave the man genuine joy. That's exactly what it's like when you begin to share the Word of God with others. The seed is also a metaphor for your Christian life. Like a cell in the human body, a seed has the complete genetic code needed to become what it was designed to become. In its initial form, it doesn't look like much, and it certainly doesn't look like what it has the potential to become. Like a seed, embryos, we all have the divine potential that God has planned for us. 
Jeremiah 29, 11-13 reminds us that God has a plan for all of us. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on my name and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. The conditions need to be right before we are ready for that future. For some, the catalyst is our hitting rock bottom in a life of progressive habitual sin. For at others, it might be realizing that there must be something better for them than this boring humdrum existence. There is no fulfillment in life apart from you aligning yourself with your Christ identity. Some cry out amidst tragic life circumstances, and others are just gradually made ready by the prayers of loved ones who are steadily interceding in prayer on behalf of their family or friends' salvation and destinies. Regardless of the circumstantial differences, a softening of the hard shell of your heart needs to occur. You must admit that you need God. You must accept his free gift. This requires a death to self to soften and break open the hard shells of your heart. Jesus tells us this in John 12, 24. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. So we must die to ourselves to find joy. Farmers know seeds need good soil, sunlight, water, weeding, and time to grow to bear crops. With the right conditions, a tiny seed can produce food with hundreds of seeds. Which brings me to the next cool spiritual insight from this film clip. God is the God of multiplication. He does not just add or subtract. Healthy soil can produce a crop 100-fold what it was sown. Think about what the world would be like if every Christian truly spent the time and prepared their hearts, drank deeply of the living water, spent time with God in prayer and conversations, and allowed themselves to fulfill their destinies 100 times what they labored. We certainly would be living in a completely different world. But this is the call of every Christian. To take this seed metaphor just a bit farther, let's look at the Christian life as if you were a successful farmer. Soil is a critical component to a healthy plant and a healthy Christian life. Jesus shared this truth in the parable of the sower, Matthew 13. Then he told them many things in the parable, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang back up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they were withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop. 160 or 30 times what was sown. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. 
Jesus explained what these verses meant in Matthew 13. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on the rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the world, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Only the good soil produced a fruitful crop. Humility, surrender, and obedience to God's word tills the soil of your heart and makes it healthy and ready to nourish the seed. Spend time daily in the Word, learn more about what it means through the power of the Holy Spirit. This will keep your heart open to the truth. Abiding in Christ, meditating on the Word, and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you keeps the soil of your heart fertile for continued growth. The next key element for a farmer is sunlight. Sunlight is encouragement, and it's also God's presence. Surround yourself with people who believe in God, you, and your mission. Let them shed the warm sunshine of encouragement on you to give you energy for the work. Be sunshine for others as well as you reflect Christ in your circles of influence. God is the comforter, and there are so many encouraging promises in the Bible. Really immerse yourself in these scriptures. Every life has its difficult seasons, and we were never meant to navigate alone. Sunshine is also reflecting God's light. Light casts out all darkness, and Jesus is the light. John 8.12 says, Once more, Jesus addressed the crowd, and he said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light. When you get to heaven, there is no sun. It is lit at all times by the glory of God's light. I suspect that's one reason that we will find no tears in heaven. Water is absolutely necessary for life. You can live without food for much longer than you can live without water. Water refreshes, revitalizes, and brings health to plants and to bodies. The living water is the Holy Spirit's within each believer. He is always there and ready to revitalize you. But you need to acknowledge him with prayer to receive the full benefits. The Holy Spirit connects with your spirit and revitalizes your soul and makes sense out of the word for your life so that you know how to apply it. Allow God to be your comforter, counselor, healer, friend, and any other name of God connected with promises for you in the Bible. Jesus taught us about the living water when he spoke to the woman at the well. In response to the woman's question about how she could give Jesus a drink from the well without a ladle, Jesus instructs her 
in John chapter 4, verse 10 to 14. Jesus said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that's asking for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock? And Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of welling up to eternal life. As long as you continue to have access to that living water, you will continue to grow into the person that God created you to become. Drink deeply of it every day. The manure or challenges in your life are there to fertilize your heart. Fertilizer is for improving growth and productiveness of plants. Spiritual fertilization occurs when you learn from your challenges and lessons of life. When God brings you through a challenge, you are more equipped to serve and help others in that area or in that way. By sharing what you have learned and experienced, you can encourage people and show them the way to freedom. You are more useful to the kingdom healed than sick. And an unchallenged life is an unblessed life, because if you never faced a trial, you would never drop to your knees in search of God. So take those challenges and flip them upside down. Look at them from the Lord's perspective and say, what am I supposed to learn from this? Because I want to learn it and get through this situation instead of getting out of this situation. Sometimes he does take you out, but most of the time he takes you through and he's there with you to do that. Weeds choke out healthy crops and are fruitless. Weeds thrive and grow with neglect. They can quickly grow out of control, just like negative thoughts. Don't let negativity creep into your thought life because it will quickly kill off your dreams and kingdom impact. And don't surround yourself with negative people. 2 Corinthians 10.5a says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Taking negative thoughts captive is essentially weeding the garden of your heart and helps you stay on track for God's perfect plans for you. Sometimes it's hard to even realize that you're speaking or confessing negative things. I remember hearing Joseph Z saying that a nice way to catch negativity is to follow up a statement you just said with, and that's exactly how I want it to be. For example, do you complain about your finances, making statements about how difficult it is to make ends meet with confessions like, I'm always living paycheck to paycheck. Follow that up with, and that's exactly how I want it to be. And then you hear it for the first time. What do you think would happen if you made this confession from 2 Corinthians 9, 8 instead? And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to me that I may always, under all circumstances, regardless of my need, have complete sufficiency 
in everything, being completely self-sufficient in God, and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. Well, that confession would change things, wouldn't it? Now let's look at the last element, time and patience. The film showed the plant growing instantly into a fruit-bearing plant. Certainly God is able to do that if it's his will, because we are actually living in an era of accelerated growth and fruitfulness right now. Still, can you imagine a farmer going out one day, planting some seeds, and then one week later being disappointed that there were no crops? Success takes time. Work on your Christian walk every day. We look at the earthly measures such as numbers of people or money, but God measures your journey, the progress of your obedient learning. He measures your surrender and your obedience to his voice. I remember once that God told me that the currency of heaven is obedience. When you obey an assignment today, your faithfulness goes into your future and prepares resources that God will supply to you exactly when you need them. You might not be able to make that connection between today's obedience and a future windfall blessing, but that is kind of how it works. This has certainly been a learning struggle for me, and God wants you to see that seeking Him and walking obediently day by day is His measure of success in your life. Don't dig up your seeds. If a farmer were to plant a seed and then dig it up a few days later to see what was going on underneath, it would not grow properly. Likewise, don't let your impatience get you off track. This is the challenge to trust that God is doing things for you that you can't see right now. God prepares you one day at a time for your blessings and his perfect plans. You can lose your way quickly by getting ahead of God or lagging behind him. Listen to the Holy Spirit's voice and he will get you where he wants you to go in his perfect timing. God's plans are wiser than your plans. So you need to let God be in control of the how he keeps his promises. Don't dig up your seeds. Listen closely to God's plan for you and follow it carefully. Continue to stay in contact with God and he will lead you one day at a time through that plan because it's a path he has uniquely designed for you. Remember, it is his plan to prosper you and give you hope and a future. And his plan involves multiplication of blessings. One day at our Spirit Life Circle, we listened to the lyric video that I'll link below called Seed of Faith by Charity Gale. I encourage you to meditate on this song as a way to prepare your heart for our Experience Jesus Counter later at the end of this episode. This song prompted a great conversation as we asked the Lord to show us which scripture seed he wanted us to plant in the soil of our heart that addressed the issue we were wrestling with in life. In my brief encounter regarding the issue of a prodigal child, the Lord revealed John 10, 28 and 29 to me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never, ever, by any means perish, and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. 
My Father who has given them to me is greater and mightier than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. That was very comforting for me, as it I hope it is for you if you have a prodigal in your own life. And then regarding a ministry promise that is yet to be fulfilled, God showed me Philippians 1.6. I am convinced and confident in this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. I planted these two seed promises in my heart. And each day I confess them over these two areas. It has reduced my anxiety, increased my faith, lessened my fears. And it is a practical way to keep your gaze fixed on Jesus, who he is as the truth, and allows the Holy Spirit to water these seeds with the living water, allowing them to grow in your heart, building your faith and your confidence. How do you find the scripture to plant in your heart issue? Simply go to your computer browser and ask verses about blank issue. Someone has already asked this question. You may find that some topics have a list of 10 or even up to 100 scriptures. As you read through the results, the verse or verses that pop up and cause you to notice are the ones God wants you to plant in your heart. How do you plant them? Personalize the scripture with your name and add the specific challenge or issue to it to make sure that it's applying to your life directly and you're making that own connection in your own heart. Make sure you speak the verses out loud. Speaking out loud activates the word and increases your faith. And the enemy cannot hear your thoughts. So the enemy hears your confession as well. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. So to prepare for your time with Jesus today, you may want to listen to that Charity Gale Seed of Faith song and meditate on it as you are doing so. Or you may want to do some scripture research to identify an area 
that you want to plant a seed, a scripture that addresses the issue on your heart. Then meet with Jesus in your special place as a child and pay attention to everything you see, hear, and feel there. He has likely got a surprise for you there, something new. He loves to add things so that you pay more attention using all your spiritual senses to what he's got for you there. You don't want to miss anything. Jesus will show you in his own creative way what it looks like for you to plant the seed of truth in your heart. He will show you what your life will look like when that seed of the word has grown into a full fruit-bearing plant. Pay attention to what he's saying and showing you, and make sure you obey any assignments he gives you to activate that truth in your heart. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. Well, I hope you were able to recognize the power of speaking and activating the Word of God by planting it as a seed in the soil of your heart. And I hope the Lord has given you a new perspective on how to agree with Him, His will identified in the Word of God over your challenge or circumstance, because His will is for victory, and victory is yours. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.